I'm Morgan McQuarrie, and you're listening to Made for This. Welcome to another edition of the Hallway Feeds Made for This podcast. I'm Anthony Cook here at Hallway Feeds. With me today is Morgan McQuarrie. Good morning, Morgan. Hello, everyone. I almost said we're here for another edition of Hallway Feeds Hot Seat, but that's not what we're talking about today. (laughs) Morgan always does the hot seats. You can tell that one is just absolutely ingrained in her. Although if you've been watching, you noticed that we actually had Alex sit in and do some of the latest hot seat videos. So... Uh, just changing things up, trying to keep everybody on their toes, right? Exactly. That's what, that's what we do around here. Keep everybody on their toes. Don't don't let them know what's coming next. So, uh, yeah, welcome to this podcast edition. We, we've had some questions come in lately. And if you've looked at your feed tags, you might have noticed an addition. Gosh, when did that take place? It I all think together. About it. I think it was a few years ago. It's been a couple, couple years. It's been a couple least. of years. But, but your feed tag doesn't just say crude fiber anymore. Now we've got some interesting uh, pieces underneath of it, ADF and NDF. And that is what we're going to talk about today. So Morgan did the research, which I very much appreciated. She said she loves learning. She always wants to learn something new. And so she dug in and found out what we needed to know to share with everybody so that you can make intelligent decisions for your horses. So thanks for joining us today. And we're going to get right into the fiber. I kind of wanted to talk about it. I'd been at multiple farms and as we all know, most horse owners, when they see something different on their feed tags, printed on the bags, they throw their hands up and go, Whoa, Whoa, what are you guys doing? Why are you changing things? I liked what my feed was. I liked my current program. I don't know why you're changing it. And I wanted to explain to folks that we didn't change anything. Nothing changed in feeds. It's more of what they can determine from what was already there. I had a customer tell me when we were out at the farm, I don't want any acid detergent fiber in my feed. And I said, well, ma'am, it's always been there. It's always just part of the chemical test that they do to evaluate the fiber quality in your horse's feed. Now it's just on the tag for you. So nothing's changed. It's just more information for the horse owner to be able to determine Is this the appropriate feed? Is this the appropriate forage? Am I doing what's best for my horse? So So really just a legal change is is really what's happened on the feed tag. Yes. Legal change terminology, expanding the information that people are receiving. So it's it's funny you should say that because several years ago, (laughs) several years ago being more than two decades ago, we actually, there was an ingredient we used in the feed for years. And due to a marketing promotion, we actually put that across the feed tag on the feed. And, and it was sort of in the background as a watermark that this was in the feed. And we immediately got calls when that feed got out there and said, I don't want that in there. Take it out. Well, it's actually been in there for years. We just changed it. I don't want it in there. Got it. It was gone. It was off the feed tag, <laughs> even <laughs> though it was there. It was there. But we couldn't we didn't advertise it, if you will anymore. But this is a legal change. This this is government saying, hey, you need to tell people not just the fiber, but it's broken down into these two categories. What are those two categories? The two categories that we've expanded on beyond just the crude fiber. And and 
to kind of back up a little bit, I want people to understand what the crude fiber is in the diet. Um, and it is just an estimate of the fiber content of the feed, the fiber content of the forage, just a general all around estimate of the fiber content. Obviously on a bale of hay, it's not going to have your guaranteed analysis. If you want to for, if you want to sample your haze, you're going to have to contact either your extension agency. We do it uh, for our clients here at hallway feeds that you're able to pull a hay sample and get analysis of it and receive these numbers, but you're always going to see it printed on your feed tags or feed bags. And that's your crude fiber. We've expanded now to include the ADF, which is the acid detergent fiber and the NDF, which is the neutral detergent fiber. The neutral detergent fiber is the value of the product of a test that measures the plant cell wall, and it will give you a more accurate measure for the total fiber. And your ADF or acid detergent fiber is going to test the quality of the protein. So it's going to measure the amount of the least digestible parts of the plant, which is your lignin and cellulose. Something to consider with these ADF and NDF, if you're looking at it for your haze or your pastures, as these numbers increase, you're going to know that the maturity of the plant at the time of harvest was more mature. The lower the numbers, the more immature the plant was. Yeah. And that's, you know, if you think about it for just a second, plant cell wall. So we're talking about the structure of the plant, what is holding it up and down. Mm -hmm. So what you just said is if it's immature, well, there's not going to be much plant cell wall. It's not going to be very hard, if you will. It's going to be very soft, easy mm -hmm. to digest. We know that with grass. We know that with hay. Mm -hmm. If you get a very mature hay, a very mature, tall grass, if your horses are grazing out in fields, we didn't mow all summer and they're three foot tall, that's very mature, a lot of plant cell wall there. So that means a high number, it's not as digestible. Is that right? That's very correct. Okay. And to say some haze that you look at with these high ADFs and NDFs, it doesn't mean they're necessarily a hay that you just want to toss out. That hay might have a life somewhere for some sort of horse on your farm. It might not be something that you're going to feed to your brood mares or your growing horses, something with extremely high energy or caloric needs, but it might be useful for your little miniature pony that's sitting out there on a dry lot that gets fat on air, but you still have to feed him something and some dry matter to keep his digestive system working. So I always tell folks, yeah, it might not be the hay you were looking for, but it probably has a use somewhere, maybe not for your horses, but for a horse in another situation. Yeah. I always say about those, those ponies or miniatures they get fat on wind and water so <laughs> you, you don't have to buy the best western uh, alfalfa or something for those guys so there's a spot for everything so in in general are there some numbers are there some parameters that we can put on ndf adf there, there is as your ndf increases it's going to also it's going to indicate that the rate of intake is going to decrease. So, and your ADF increases, the digestibility increases. So that really stemmy forage that you have out there, some horses just kind of pick through it. They're going to pick the softer pieces and leave the harder, stiffer, stemmy portions of the plant. When we look at these numbers, I always refer back to KER as, as our go-to source for values and numbers and what we want to stick with. They recommend that your ADF be below 31% and your NDF below 40%. And that's for an excellent fiber source. Again, not every horse needs that excellent fiber source. 
So if we're going to look at something, you know, an average number for a horse, your ADF and NDF might be somewhere between like your ADF will be between 36 and 40% and your NDF between 47 and 53%. So it's a lot of numbers per sense. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry if you don't Going have on. this, we got a way to share all that with you. And and don't forget <laughs> these numbers that Morgan's sharing right now, that NDF below 40, that ADF below 31, these are when we're talking about hay and forage. Mm-hmm. This is not on your feed tag. This is about hay and forage samples. Um, and, and we've got an awesome chart uh, that, that Morgan has in front of her right now about hay quality that breaks it down into different categories. And it goes beyond ADF and NDF. Mm-hmm. Even. We get into mm-hmm. relative feed value and some other things. But those numbers are specific to the hay. And that's why testing hay is so important. You can't just look at it, right? Exactly. Exactly. Some of it is even just a taste test for the horses. You yeah. might have a, te- a hay that tests beautifully and you're like, this is it. This is what I want to go with. And once you present it to the animal, they say no thanks. Yeah. If they, so. if they won't eat it, it doesn't matter <laughs> if it's flaked in gold. It, it It's worthless. So, But when we're looking at feed, obviously, the really high fiber feeds have become a, a super, I don't want to say fad diet because I think it's here to stay. But they have been a very staple in many different avenues of feeding horses. And when you look at these high fiber diets, you go, okay, well... The, the digestibility and the energy in these diets decrease. Your fiber sources, your beet pulp and your soy holes, they're not quite as energy dense as you would have with a diet that was high in oats and corn. So what do we do with these diets when we're adding all of this, cr- the crude fibers increasing? What do we do to add calories back to this diet? Right. So, and we, there are we add, options though. We add fat. We add fat. That's right. So, and then, and that's why you'll find a whole range in our feeds from fiber energy that is just absolutely bottomed out on those non-structural carbohydrates, no corn, no oats, no barley, but it has a lot of fiber in it. I mean, it actually has Timothy and alfalfa chaff, Timothy alfalfa hay chopped up in there. So the fiber on it is very high for a feed. And then you get all the way over to the other end where we have some uh, broodmare and farm products that actually have entirely grain for the most part, corn, oats, the protein, vitamin, mineral pellet. So the fiber content is significantly lower. And then there's about 25 products in between those. <laughs> so so we can, no matter where your horse is on the spectrum of, of what you need or, or, or their performance, um, what you're trying to get out of them or body condition, we can find the right product in there for a whole bunch of things, mm-hmm. fiber, as well as those starch levels. And not every horse needs a, a, a diet just completely void of starch. There's different areas they can be. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's something to keep in mind as well. So when we did with these diets so that we were adding the fiber to, mm-hmm. you know, how people might go, okay, that's great. We like these high fiber diets, very natural for the horse, but what source of fiber are we using? Part of the reason they did the change in including the ADF and NDF was for the feed. When you saw crude fiber, people were like, okay, cool, great. It's a 30% fiber. It's 20% fiber, but it doesn't tell you the value of the fiber that's in the feed. Mm-hmm. Once you see that ADF and the NDF on the feed tag and you can see where it falls, you go, oh, okay. then this fiber that we're putting in the feed, my horse can actually digest and utilize. There's many different sources of fibers that can be included in a feed ration, very dependent on maybe the location of where you're at and where your feed mill is. If you're in the Georgia area, you might find peanut holes in your as a fiber source. Around the Texas, Oklahoma region, you might see some oat holes. Out west, some almond holes. 
named three different holes that we don't use here. And there's only one of those whole sources that are actually a quality fiber source. Right, right. We know beet pulp's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And people might not realize it unless you're in one of those heavily, uh, heavy agriculture areas that farms. Now we're going to say almonds. And if you go out to them, they're going to say amens. (laughs) If you know anything about the harvest, they say they shake the L out of them. Because they use tractors to shake the trees to get the almonds to fall. But anyhow, the almonds are a, a good fiber source, um, they, they but we're not going to see it in our products. But then two of those you mentioned are virtually indigestible. The peanut holes and the rice holes. Yeah. One I didn't mention with cottonseed holes. Um, that might be something you find in the south area as well. Cottonseed holes, grown. great for show cattle. No good for horses. No good for horses. <laughs> Can I give you an example. The NDF in cottonseed holes is 85%. <laughs> That's a little and, bit above and, our 40% number. Yeah. And the ADF in cottonseed holes is 64%. So those numbers are double what you would ideally like to see in your feed. Your peanut holes, your NDF is 69% and your ADF is 60%. So I... Five years ago, when you would look at a feed tag and you go, oh, great, it's got 20% fiber in it. Unfortunately, the common horse customer would not understand when they looked at the feed tag that, oh, my fiber is coming from peanut holes. My horse probably can't digest any of that. Probably not a great fiber source. So I didn't necessarily mean to go down this route today, but you bring up an amazing point that leads into something that's on everybody's minds. If you're a horse owner, the American horse council is getting ready to have a webinar very soon on, uh, or by the time this comes out, it might've already happened on forage issues with, mm-hmm. with horse people and what it costs to buy good forage. So in this time where feed prices, the last couple of years, it's not fair to call them volatile because they really haven't been volatile. That indicates up and down movement. Feed prices have really just gone up. That could be a way to hold feed prices steady or even go backwards by using a less expensive fiber source that mm-hmm. kind of fills up a tag. And if you don't know what you're looking at, you don't know it's a problem. But those indigestible fibers could be a good way to fill in a feed for somebody that doesn't have a fixed formula like hallway feeds. We fix the formula, every ingredient's listed on the tag, you know what you get. But if you got an unscrupulous feed manufacturer and if they're putting in these indigestible fibers, that might be a good way to keep their price down, right? Exactly. You know, you'll see it all over. Uh, something that might have had a very good, they might have used quite a bit of beet pulp and, and soybean holes in their feed for in years. Yeah. And and with the way the market's going, they said, you know, we got we to gotta help our people out somehow. And instead of keeping the quality fiber source in there, keeping the feed what it should be, they might substitute something in. You might see some rice holes in there. You might see some peanut holes, cottonseed holes. They might not even tell you and just put a a fiber source, not even indicate what your fiber source is on the feed tag. Uh, Just always remember when looking at feed tags, just because there's a higher percentage of something doesn't necessarily mean that's a good thing. It's not one as good, two as better. Two is better. And it goes all the way down from protein to vitamins and minerals to fat, fiber, everything. More is not always better. Your horse has certain nutritional requirements. Mm -hmm. Once they're met, more providing more of that nutrient at the least is wasteful Mm -hmm. or could actually bind up some other nutrients. It could actually be harmful if we if we over fortify. So that's just some general nutrition tips there. And there's always actual professionals out 
in the field that are willing to help. They would like to help people who are in this industry do it to help the betterment of the horse and stay away from the blogs. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that because I was I was writing it down to say yeah. mention blogs. Stay away from the blogs. If you get an answer in a chat room online, one, you shouldn't have been there. Two, don't believe it. <laughs> Just go there for entertainment, okay? Go for the comments. That's what I always say. Read the news story, but go for the comments. That's where the funny stuff is. If you want real information, good information, call us. Contact us on our website. Contact us through social media. We're happy to answer those questions. Hopefully, you're in an area where we have a representative already there, and then we can get you very personalized service. Uh, and in fact, in those areas, we actually do hay samples for our customers mm -hmm. for free. We'll help you evaluate. We've got a great article from KER with that chart I mentioned earlier that really breaks it down. We want to answer questions. We get questions from time to time. How come you don't release more information on your website? Why don't you just give it all away? Because we think it takes an education to understand these things. Mm -hmm. So we want to have that conversation with you. We will tell you anything you want to know about our feeds. But we want to have that conversation with you so that we make sure everybody understands and we're on the same page. So it's very important. Any other uh, any other tidbits you want to share with all of our listeners, Morgan? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Okay. Um, I would like to encourage you guys to reach out, send us a message on something else you would like for us to talk about, whether it be we had a request the other day to make a video about how to read a feed tag and read the feed labels. Some things that we take for granted because we do it every single day. Others sometimes need help with it. So if you guys have something, something small, send it to us. We'll talk about it. We'll make a video about it. We'll share information with you. It's the best way for us to know what you guys are looking for, for help. Yeah. We can do it one nutrient at a time, or we can do relationships, or we can do, I don't know, general management tips. Yeah, just send us notes. If you get something you want to learn about, always always uh, reach out. We've started a new year and a new season of podcasts and videos, so let us know what you want to see. All right. Well, I hope everybody's enjoyed this brief respite from winter that we've at least had here in Kentucky. I hope you're surviving winter wherever you are. And uh, we look forward to seeing you or your horses out on the track, out in the show ring, uh, or even out on the trails. So hope everybody has a wonderful day. Thanks for listening. As always, check us out, www.hallwayfeeds.com. Thanks, Morgan. Thanks. See you guys.